Welcome to this episode of Empowered Puppy. We're going to talk about submissive urination today and how frustrating that can be, but I also feel like in many ways it's very misunderstood. If you've had a dog or have a dog that does have a problem with submissive urination, like what can you do to help? Um, why are they doing this? I'm going to give you my take on this topic. Of course, every dog is different and every trainer has their own opinions on this. I'm just going to share with you what I've learned, how I feel about it, and what I have done to help so many dogs overcome submissive urination because it can be really uh, frustrating if your new puppy or your dog, you know, this is, I, I say puppy, I say dog, I want them to be synonymous because it could be an older dog, it could be a dog you um, just took in or bought, you know, that's older, it could be a new puppy. So submissive urination is peeing upon meeting somebody new or a dog and or after there's an absence, so you leave and then you come back and the puppy will pee again. And it can be really frustrating as to why is this dog doing this? Um, uh, the number one thing I want to say, the first thing, is you should never, ever scold your puppy for submissive urination. I want to explain what I feel is happening and what you can do to help your dog through this. Um, but first and foremost, they should never be scolded. They're not doing it intentional. They're not trying to make you mad. You know, I've had people be like, they're being, like, they're intentionally peeing. They're looking right at me and peeing. Um, this is when it's submissive urination because you're coming back from an absence, even if it's an hour, uh, you know, you go grocery shopping, you come back and then they piddle on the floor. When you come in, you're like, what is going on? Or they meet a new dog and they piddle. Uh, scolding them will absolutely make things worse. So that's the number one thing I can say. The big debate with a lot of people, you, you get a lot of people's opinions on why are they doing this? And there's this debate, is it because they're excited or is it because they're nervous? I'm here to tell you, I think it's a combination of both. And that's why then they are losing bladder control. I always feel like it's kind of like, think about a time in your life where you were excited and nervous, maybe a wedding, uh, maybe a big party, maybe a high school reunion, right? Where there's these that both feelings of being excited and nervous at the same time. So I feel that our dogs that are displaying that the symptom of being excited and nervous at the same time are submissive urinating. So here are some considerations first before we talk about how can we help our dogs overcome this or maybe they're a, a puppy and they weren't doing it and now they're doing it. So what are some considerations? First and foremost, they most likely absolutely are a more submissive dog. Typically, you're not going to see an assertive, confident dog submissively urinate. So it's already part of their temperament, their personality. And that's why scolding them is it's, it's not only not helpful, it's, it's really dishonoring and disrespectful to the dog. This is truly part of who they are. Um, they can't handle too much human or dog pressure. So they, they potentially have like some weak nerve strength. Uh, typically they're a little anxious or they lack a little bit of confidence. Again, it's like this nervous excitement bundled all into one and they physically lose control of their bladder. Um, 
again, considerations, there is some excitement, of course, because they're excited to see you, excited, nervous to meet new people, excited, nervous to meet a new dog. So if we can think of it that way, that that's what we're seeing, I think that's incredibly helpful. That it's they're not doing it to spite you. They're not doing it um, to get attention. They're not doing it because they're mad because you left or any of those reasons. Like we, we need to just simplify and just go right down to exactly what we think is happening. Some considerations are also age and their fear period. So if you've had a young puppy and then um, all of a sudden they start, you know, doing submissive urination, it could be, of course, that we already know that this is part of their temperament personality, that they're just a little softer hearted, uh, a little, uh, you know, lack a little bit of nerve strength. But it also could be, it, it could be coupled with now they're going through a fear period. So we just have to take that into account. It's not going to change how we handle it. It doesn't really change anything. I'm just explaining some of the reasons why this could be happening. Lack of exposure absolutely could also compound the issue. So if you've got a puppy that there has been lack of exposure, you could see their level of nervous excitement escalate to loss of bladder control. So some of these things could be coupled on top of one another, making it get to the point where our more sensitive, tender-hearted, submissive dogs are now urinating with this nervous excitement. And then, of course, ultimately, these puppies tend to feel that pressure from people. So when there's too much intense energy from the human, they just can't handle it. And think about when there is an absence or meeting new people, let's just be honest, like there's always this, in it's intense energy. Is it positive? Absolutely. Everybody loves to meet the new puppy, right? There's high pitch talking, there's reaching toward the puppy, there's a lot of energy. It's like, I've been gone all day, I'm so excited to see you kind of energy. And the puppy just kind of buckles under that energy. So think about going back to you know, wedding day and just the feelings of everybody staring at you. I mean, imagine if everybody rushed up on you and high pitched, hugged you and touched you all at the same time kind of thing. And I'm trying to translate it to how it would feel to us. So um, just honoring and understanding why is this happening? Um, why is it getting to the point where there is submissive urination? So here's my solutions for you, because I really feel there's a, a fix I have personally employed um, this, uh, I guess, tactic, this uh, protocol when we've had, when I've bought dogs or when clients have had puppies that go home that are, that are now submissive urinating, we typically will not see it here. Um, it's once they go home because the environment is just different and all the change and all the stress. So those those typically those softer hearted little puppies with their anxious, anxious excitement, it can bubble over into submissive urination. So first and foremost, this seems counterproductive and I know how difficult it is because the first thing I want to do when I come home is acknowledge my dogs. And especially if it's a new puppy, like it's hard not to feel that excitement, but I, I need you to do something that does feel counterproductive because I want you to take all of this human pressure off of the dog. Uh, the same thing with meeting other dogs. You need to make sure you're neutral and you don't add to that energy or excitement. Like, oh my gosh, look, Buster's here visiting. And sometimes you don't even realize that we're just adding to this intensity and it's just too much. So I want you to, upon coming home or any, yeah, I mean, coming home, any absence, even in the morning, 
ignore the puppy. This is going to be incredibly difficult, but I'm telling you this works. I'm taking all the human pressure off this puppy because they're telling you at this point in their life, or they've been trying to tell people for years, they cannot manage it. It's too much. So no talking, no touching, no eye contact. Remember, we're going back to their typically submissive puppies, right? They res naturally respect authority. So no touch, no talk, no eye contact. And then I typically will wait for them to approach and I'll still ignore because they're like I said, they're anxious, excited. So they're excited. So typically they're like, they're jumping on you. They're excited. They may be whining a little bit. They're feeling anxious, anxious. They're feeling excited. And then they piddle, right? So I just ignore all of that. I continue on with what I'm doing. Go in, put your purse down, put your keys down, um, do your normal routine upon going home. If they piddle, I completely ignore it. I make a note where it's at. So I don't step in it. I don't even clean it up right then and there. I wait. Um, until the puppy's not right there and I'll clean it up later. But I also will say when I do know if we do have a submissive peer is to get them outside immediately. And if in the future they do meet new people or a new dog, it's always done outside. So at least they're going potty outside, let's be real, and not in the house. So, um, so what I would say, let's say we have a little submissive peer or you have for a long time, when you come home, no touch, no talk, no eye contact, go straight to the back door, open the door, still continue to ignore them, let them go potty and empty their bladder, let them run around and play, remember meeting their needs in order, rules, boundaries, limitations, and then mental and physical um, exercise, uh, and then love and affection. So it's really kind of the same thing, you guys, you, you've got this, you can do this. So we're going to ignore, we're taking all the human pressure off so that we don't have an anxious, excited greeting. I don't want that anymore for this dog. I don't want this anymore for you. I want it to be calm and neutral and balanced. So you ignore, you ignore, you wait until the puppy is now in a calm state of mind. Now you can reward with love and affection and eye contact and talking to them. Do you see the difference, how huge this is? It's truly about honoring and respecting them and then managing and mitigating. How can I help them not feel so anxious and excited upon our uh, meeting again after an absence or upon meeting new people? So you have to train the new people. Hey, and I this is a rule I feel like everybody should have with a new puppy. Honest to God, this is our rule with even our dogs are training for service dogs and facility dogs. Upon entering, you will ignore the puppy. Everybody knows that coming to my house now. Uh, you know, my friends and family. Ignore the dog. Now we say we have to ignore the dog, right? I'm like, yes, you do. You have to ignore the dog until they choose to engage. And when they do, we want it to be in a calm state of mind. So you're gonna ignore any excitement. You're going to ignore any anxiousness, right? And then when it's combined, especially, we want to ignore all of that and not reward any of that behavior. Um, we want to reward a dog being in a calm state of mind. It also does something else really powerful. And our dogs that submissive urinate need this. It's incredibly important that they know they can trust people and they have some free will and they have some say on who pets me, when they pet me, how they pet me. And I think that's incredibly powerful and something that we forget a lot that we should be able to just go up and pet any dog and pet them however we want, whether or not we're honoring or respecting them. And I'm here to say not every dog wants to be petted, approached, 
um, handled by a stranger. That's just the reality. So if we can change this greeting so that we're not feeding into an anxious, excited dog and or now we're frustrated and they're peeing and people are scolding them and you know they're acting out in frustration, what just adds to the pressure, uh, look at it from the puppy's point of view, adds to the pressure of the puppy, it's making it worse. So we definitely do not wanna do that. A lot of people will ask, can they grow out of it? That's kind of become a common term with submissive urination, like, oh, they'll grow out of it. Yeah, I mean, clearly we've seen that over and over. Um, I, I think it can be done a lot faster if we honor and respect their overwhelmed feelings upon these greetings, upon these um, coming back together again, um, that we change the way that looks, that everything's very calm and neutral and safe. Like I think that I cannot stress that word enough that this becomes a safe uh, interaction and meeting new people is always a safe interaction. The puppy feels like they have some say in all the, the pressures put on them. Like, oh my gosh, look at your puppy. And people just, woof, man, they swarm them. That's what I call it. They kind of get swarmed and all hands are on the puppy. Um, and puppies sit there, you sit back and look at it from their point of view. They're like, holy heck, what just happened? So if some puppies love it, not all do. And if we're to the point they're having submissive urination issues, they're definitely telling you they're anxious, excited about this, and they just need to have a little bit more control over the situation. So um, I, it, the, the answer is, yeah, they, they can grow out of it. I feel like it, it's them growing and adjusting and managing. But if we, we can truly help them get through this and or as soon as it starts the first time they do it, nip it in the butt right away and be like, OK, we need we're, we're not managing this correctly. This puppy's telling us this is too overwhelming. They're too anxious or too excited. And it's it's really simple at the end of the day. When you come home or you have new people come over, pretend like they're a ghost, ignore them, <laughs> go walk outside calmly, let them sniff and play, continue to ignore any anxious, excited greeting from them, wait until they're in a calm state of mind and or then give them something else to focus on, playing fetch, sniffing, tug, getting toys out. I still don't say anything. I still don't give them eye contact. Um, I'm still really ignoring them. I'm just distracting them to get that anxious excitement out of them in a positive manner. And then when they're in a calm state of mind, that is when we will be able to engage, connect, and communicate in a loving, respectful way. So um, just take that into account. If you take on a dog, bring a dog into your family that um, is older and they're doing it, just understand this could take a lot longer to overcome and it and at some point I, I would say unfortunately some dogs may not completely um, overcome this because it is like a biological response to the anxious um, excitement and typically what I'll see though is you can manage it and take care of it with anybody in the family coming and going but if it's meeting somebody new especially if the dog has a tendency to be more nervous with children or more nervous with men or things like that, they may always piddle a little bit. I mean, that always is a possibility if the dog is older and they've never been respected and honored. And it's it's really a sad thing at the end of the day. And all you can do is be like, hey, from here on out, I've got you. I've got your back. I won't let people just come up and approach you. We'll make sure it's done in a safe, uh, purposeful way 
Um, I'm going to take all the pressure off of you because you shouldn't have to feel all this pressure upon me coming and going or anybody coming and going in and out of your life. And at, at the end of the day, that's my job. That's my role of being their owner is protecting and honoring and respecting them for who they are and empowering them to be the best they can be. Just a little caveat though, if it's, if it's a, a younger puppy or even a, a, an older dog and it's never happened and then it starts happening, the first thing I would say is to rule out a UTI, urinary tract infection, because when dogs do have a UTI, they do pee more frequently and they can't control it because it hurts. And so I would, I would definitely recommend making sure that they don't have a UTI. Well, there you have it. There's my take on submissive urination. And I really feel like it's just, a, a, once again, a misunderstanding between human and canine. And we're just misreading and not, and not knowing how to honor them in this situation to empower them to be the best they can be. Pretty simple at the end of the day, right? Like th these are just sm small changes that have a large impact to make your dog feel safe um, and not have all this anxious um, and, you know, nervousness about excited anxiousness, uh, greetings with new people, new dogs, or you coming and going. I'm Jeanette with 4E Kennels, Raleigh Healing Hearts and Changing Lives with the Power of a Dog. But we are changing breeding from bad to badass, and we are taking so many breeders with us because our dogs truly deserve more. Unfortunately, the public is funding puppy mills and ill-intentioned backyard breeders. We need to buy smarter the first question you should ask a breeder is, will you take this dog back if I can't keep it? Because as shocking as that sounds, dogs are surrendered. They're surrendered constantly. Our shelters are full of dogs. Our rescue groups are full of dogs that at one point had a home. So it's just the reality of society. Dogs are surrendered. But what would be a beautiful thing is if they go back to the breeder. So then first thing you should ask is what happens if I can't keep this dog? Just imagine for a moment if that truly was the case that we continue to support our good breeders, our empowered badass breeders who do take back dogs for the life of the dog. Um, how that will change shelter numbers and rescue numbers and we continue to value good breeding, health testing, puppies raised on a curriculum, they're given a voice in their placement. You're able to help choose a puppy that fits into your lifestyle and not just color and gender. Like you get the whole package and that's what it's about. That's that magical match. And that's what keeps dogs in the home because at the end of the day, the three top things that, that get dogs surrendered more than anything is number one, high energy. Number two, high assertiveness uh, with a soft person. They just kind of run the house and it's too much. And number three is confidence. If we have a fear issue, dogs either look or become aggressive to protect themselves and, and bite, and or they become on the other end of the spectrum so scared, one of submissive urination that people may have to deal with. Um, they're just so overwhelmed, but I truly feel so many of them are just misunderstood. So if we could communicate with them in a way that makes them feel safe and empowered, respected and honored. We truly are saving dogs' lives. Have a good day.